Hello and hi, welcome to another Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Summer Brooks, and today we have a discussion of the new suspense thriller from Dark Star Pictures called Daughter, starring Casper Van Dien, Vivian Ngo, Ian Alexander, and Elise Din, written and directed by Corey Deshawn and available in theaters and on demand, on digital, on February 10th. The synopsis of the movie is, a young woman is kidnapped and inducted into a bizarre family as their new surrogate daughter. As she navigates through this twisted dynamic, awful secrets about the past are revealed, leading to even darker implications about the future. And without any further ado, we'll get right into our discussion featuring Noah Richmond and Cliff Jackson. Hey, uh, thanks for uh, tuning into Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Noah Richmond. And I'm Cliff Jackson. And... Uh, the film we're talking about is a 2022 release of the movie Daughter, although I guess really it's coming out at this point, 2023. Um, but this is a film starring Casper Van Dien, um, largely known uh, to genre audiences as uh, one of the leads in Starship Troopers. Uh, and he is... Uh, uh, playing a father character, um, a, uh, uh, what would we call him? A uh, not very nice, a very dominating mm -hmm. father character in what <laughs> seems to be a post-apocalyptic survival uh, uh, Earth. And uh, it's a post-apocalyptic survival story um, albeit a, a story with a bit of a twist when you get to the end. Um, and this is basically a film that starts out with you're seeing people wearing their gas masks, taking a young woman, kicking and screaming out into the woods and killing her. And next thing that we know, we see um, another uh, young uh, Vietnamese-American woman uh, kidnapped, tied down, um, and um, being told that if she cooperates and she's good, uh, she will be um, accepted as one of the family. And if she just behaves for two years, that she will be let go unharmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that the reason for this kidnapping is that this family has a, um, a boy that they're raising and they are looking to have a, uh, a sister, uh, to complete their family. Uh, this boy is something, somebody that they're trying to keep very pure. Um, the father seems to think that the boy is, uh, an important key uh, for, uh, shall we say, uh, purity. 
uh, for this uh, degraded world. Um, that's, that's the salvation of humanity. Polluted. <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot of a lot of the story is just dealing with uh, the you know the daughter's experience of living under captivity initially mm -hmm. wanting to struggle and get away and then trying to navigate her way through um, surviving uh, this experience of this uh, crazed dominating family where people are chained up literally at night and nobody is allowed outside the house. <laughs> hmm. And uh, it's a world that's, you know, completely ruled by this absolutely dominating father figure. Yeah. So I, um, I, yeah, I guess I, I, well, I'd say, is there anything, uh, do you think that pretty well encapsulates it from your point, Cliff? Yeah, I would add, you know, there's an interesting um, tidbit in the opening um, credits. It says more fact than fiction. It says based on more fact than fiction, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> and so I was kind of wondering, you know, there because there's there's nothing really that elaborates on that at all. So it, it's either just kind of, um, you know, kind of just some dark humor, or um, or you know maybe there is an actual story that they found somewhere that that this is based on. I, I'm not sure about that yet. Um, but yeah, this is uh, Corey Deshawn's uh, debut directorial full feature length film. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, um, I think that was good. I would, I would also add like the father figure is, um, you know, clearly bent on some kind of, um, prophecy or, um, interpretation of some kind of text um, it's it's not necessarily made clear what that is it's 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 not the bible um, for sure it seems to be this book that he has um, that's kind of looks like it's been kind of handwritten and cobbled together so it's not clear if it's something that he wrote or if it's something that um, that he, you know, got from somewhere else and he was indoctrinated with. Um, but it seems to be his playbook, uh, basically, throughout the film. So what we're, um, I think we'll, let's... Let's go into. Let's start with what, what are things that we that we thought were well done with the film, and and after that we can maybe get into you know some where we thought the film had some shortcomings. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what were what were the what were the things that that you you know felt were were uh, were good about the film? I mean, overall, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was creepy and weird, and and. Um... I liked how they kind of broke it into these chapters, you know, it was, um, so there's, there's six chapters. Uh, your name is daughter is the first one. Uh, we gained the world difference of opinion, 
a story about sick people when the time is right, meanwhile in Kentucky. And uh, so I, I thought that gave the film an interesting kind of cadence. Um, you were kind of watching these um, kind of discrete pieces of the story. Um, now, were, were, were they succinct or not? I don't, I don't necessarily know, but I, I liked that part of it. I liked the production value on the film. I thought, um, you know, it had, um, it, it, it's, it's, you know, even though a lot of these actors and actresses are, you know, somewhat kind of known people, um, they, they, you know, some of the, the, the two lead females were in Shameless, some episodes of Shameless, um, and some other notable productions. Um, um, the the boy the the son was uh, in I think one of the latest Star Trek adaptations. Um, this was definitely not. I, I don't. I mean, it seems clear to me they weren't going for high production value, um, and, and that kind of added, I think, to the you know, to the whole kind of aesthetic of it overall. I thought that was pretty good. I liked the acting. I thought it was good. I thought I liked the way the daughter, um, you know, kind of realized at some point that uh, the circumstances with the son and, um, and you could see her really trying to pick her words carefully as she was conversing with him. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. And I, and I liked, and I liked the, uh, I, I, I really liked the meanwhile in Kentucky uh, chapter where they, where they put on the play. I, I thought that was really cool. The heat, the heat is on in Kentucky. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought, you know, the way that they did that, um, you know, kind of going, it started off with kind of like, as you would see it in real life, um, or, or in their imagination, maybe, um, uh, to, you know, kind of bringing it back to them being in the house at the end. Um, and I, I liked that a lot. And that while they were in that kind of imaginative space, there was definitely something for me that was kind of hearkening back to some of the older 80s films. And, I, and I've been trying to place it and I, and I really can't put a, a finger on it, but it just gave me that that kind of and, you know, you could see her hair was done in like this 80s style. Right. And they had these outfits, costumes on that were <laughs> that were screaming 80s. Uh, and the way the yeah, lights it was, were. Yeah, it was very, very intentionally, you know, uh, of, of, a, of a very intentionally being made as a period piece. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I like Kinda, that. Yeah. Definitely a little, little strange having Kentucky being uh, presented as, as like, <laughs> kind of like the, like a bohemian paradise to, to long for. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. It was interesting when he asked her about that. She said, um she said something like that's nowhere you want to go you know oh uh-huh okay yeah. yeah so i i think i would certainly um 
say that for myself, the thing that did strike me was um, that for a clearly very like visibly low budget production, um, the quality of the acting was definitely better than is uh, what the, the default expectation for a film mm-hmm. at that budget level. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. you know, they, they, they obviously had some uh, seasoned performers and uh, um, performers that played well to the camera. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, they certainly were able to, I think, pull off uh, I think they were going for some sort of absurdist uh, type of social commentary. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that they uh, pulled in a cast that was able to approach it dramatically um, to mm-hmm. to where it, it, it managed to, to hold its own for what it mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was... Uh, that was my main main thing that comes to mind. If if, if we're gonna talk, uh, you know, like what I think about it, but what I thought about it in terms of what was striking me for the for the positives. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other thing is it was sort of neat uh, how um, they managed to to blend the, like the, the, there's sort of this Americanism, but then also bringing in this very Vietnamese. Right. Um, uh, Vietnamese American cast who's also able to sort of speak behind the father's back by talking Vietnamese to each other. <laughs> and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so those, those were the things, uh, those are my main positives. Um, mm-hmm. Now in terms of my negatives, for me, the main biggest problem is that I went into the movie with the wrong understanding and expectation of what it was going to be. Mm. Um, I thought I was going, getting into like a suspense thriller and mm-hmm. that, and I mean, yes, the film is about somebody who has been kidnapped and is looking to escape, but I was thinking it was, you know, really going to be about being, like uh, something Hitchcockian, you know, mm. and um, what it is more is really, um, as, as I already referenced, uh, they're really going for some kind of absurdist comedy um, commentary on society mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm not sure, A, that I entirely get what this, you know, like I get that that's what it is. I'm not entirely sure exactly <laughs> what it is out beyond, beyond that. I mean, I assume it's mm. making some kind of statement about, um, you know, patriarchy and control and mm-hmm. uh, repression. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm not clear if there's sort of any specific message that beyond mm-hmm. that, that, that maybe I'm not entirely picking up. But it's also not what I w- was watching the film to see. And mm. so that was difficult for me because it really wasn't what I wanted to see. <laughs> I <could like> went in <laughs> okay. with, a, you know, 
<laughs> looking to watch something different than what it was. And uh, so that sort of made it a little difficult for, I guess it's still a little difficult for me to warm up to because I just don't know how much it inherently is something that just I personally have that much interest in. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, the production values were um, were bearable, but I, to me, like it was cheap enough that it detracted a bit here and there. Like that, mm -hmm. like it, it, it. I mean, this is you know, good on them for getting this made. I mean, putting together a sixteen millimeter film and first time director, and you know, yeah. like not you know, not anybody, everybody just throws something like that together and manages to get Casper Van Dien the star and <laughs> right, right. Um, but at the same, but at the same time, I I do have to say, like you know, for me, the budget limitations did detract from my own personal, um, in, mm -hmm. you know, uh, feeling of engagement to the, to the film, you know, it did just come across as, you know, it was, it was clearly cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, So I guess those, you know, for, for me, those, those would be, you know, the, the my major negatives that I had with it. What about yourself? Mm -hmm. where, where did you, uh, where mm -hmm. did you think that the film had some shortcomings? Um, I don't know. I, I, I was trying to poke holes in it and uh, I thought, um, I, I couldn't really come up with anything, you know, significant for me. Um, you know, I thought the 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 murdering of the the first daughter at the very beginning was that was definitely um, <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of like traditional. <laughs> B film type of, you know, um, choreography or whatever, uh, in the sense that, you know, it was just, um, it was kind of uh, almost, you know, it was kind of obvious that he was not actually hitting her, like he was kind of hitting the ground oh, next yeah. to her, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but again, like, yep. I, I don't know if they were going for that or not, you know, and uh, so that, that gave it like, you know, the old 555 yeah, five, five there, there, there was, there was another, yeah, I mean, there was definitely another scene I can think of towards the end where it was very similar that it was so right. clear that somebody was just smacking the ground instead of, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I think it was for me just like little things like that. I think. You know, I think the acting was was strong enough to carry through the rest of it for me. Um, that I didn't um, I didn't get bothered by the production values because I thought the acting was carried it pretty well. And I thought um, you know the interactions between the characters were compelling enough for me. Um, because you know, you the, the, I thought what they did well was that they you weren't sure kind of who was who, you know, at first, and and so that was 
something that evolved through the story and through the through the film um mm -hmm. and uh so yeah i, I didn't necessarily I, I couldn't really find that much like i could say i didn't like about it other than other than the the kind of violence uh scenes you know uh -huh. but those are always hard to do uh you know coming from somebody who's studied a little bit of special movie makeup effects and stuff like that you know you you definitely have to kind of pick a style and go with that and and uh and at least be consistent in how you're um you know approaching that stuff cool all right well final thoughts then um if you're going to give this film a rating on a scale of one to five you know what, what would your final thoughts and your your rating be hmm I would probably give it like a three and a half or so like that. Um, uh, it didn't blow me away. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I didn't watch it. And then afterwards was like, wow, that was heavy, man. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but I liked it. I liked it. And I thought it was a really great debut feature film for Corey Deshaun. I give him a lot of props. Um, clearly, you know, He's a talented guy, and um, and I and I think you know one other thing I, I kind of want to mention that I liked about it was, it was um, it was really a kind of an ensemble piece. I thought, um, you know the um, the um, the daughter uh, actress Vivian Ngo, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly or not, so sorry, but um, but you know she helped produce the film, um, the mother character. Uh, Elise Din actually did some singing on the soundtrack, um, and so I, I thought. I thought, you know, I, I overall, you know, I liked it, and I thought it, I thought it came together well, and uh -huh. I definitely recommend people check it out. At least, you know, oh. I, I think it gives a good. Uh, going to your point of kind of the um, where you weren't kind of getting. Uh, the part. Uh, what, what did you say? You were the you weren't getting um, uh, the. Uh, sorry, I forgot what you said. You weren't getting about it. Let's say that again. Um, I, well, I, just that I, I had different expectations. I thought it was going to be a different film mm -hmm. than what it was. I was. Yeah, yeah, and I thought. Um, I, I thought. I liked the way that the the book was used um, and like there was like this homeschooling reference kind of to, to that stuff where, and they had the chalkboard and they were kind of going through these teaching sessions where the father was teaching the son and, uh, oh, you said social commentary, I think. Um, and yeah. uh yeah, and I thought I thought that was really apropos of you know what's happening in our country today with with religion and people just kind of going off the rails on on um, personal belief systems becoming like reality, you know. Yeah. Um, so again. My my you know my final thoughts on the film is um, I, I 
have a lot of appreciation for the fact that this is you know, this is coming from first time film filmmaker they didn't have a lot of budget they managed to put together uh you know uh, um a pretty strong ensemble cast uh it, it's got a you know a nice interesting um bit of diversity and, and mixture um and uh it's clearly got some sort of a some sort of a message that they, that it wants to convey um but at the end of the day just for myself it's not what i was looking for it's not really especially the, the type of film that um i gravitate to i was really looking for more of like just kind of a a, a straight up thriller <laughs> mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um and so while i can um i can appreciate the film for what it is for myself personally it's a two and a half out of five stars like it's mm -hmm. you know it, it's not like nails on the chalkboard to sit through but it just isn't something that i myself you know would pick to uh, to to sit down and and, and watch if i uh, <laughs> <laughs> if i wasn't watching a screener so, yeah yeah uh, but anyway i th i think uh, that pretty well covers our thoughts on daughter and uh thanks everybody for tuning in to slice of sci-fi yeah thanks everybody Escape Pod, the free science fiction podcast brought to you by Escape Artists. I rippled a welcoming cadence of light beneath my skin, and then, seeing the newcomer was human, made my best approximation of a smile. Welcome to Helixer Transgalactic Lounge. Each week, one story told well. She should have never come back to this God's forsaken junk heap of a space station. But she couldn't help but miss it when she was away for too long. From the most astonishing and visionary storytellers of the genre. But because time is a trick of the mind, it can be hacked. And we have gotten good at it. We had to. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on the web at escapepod.org. And on Patreon under EA Podcasts. This is Kevin Murphy from Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Rift Tracks, and you have bitten off a nice big chunk of slice of sci-fi. Once again, the movie is Daughter from Dark Star Pictures, available now, yesterday, February 10th, in select theaters, digital, on-demand, and will be available on DVD in May. What's the date? May 9th, 2023. Again, written and directed by Corey Deshawn. And the director's statement for this one is kind of interesting. He says, From the wars we fight over our conflicting worldviews, the insane mental gymnastics we conjure in order to justify them and the insignificance of truth in the absence of freedom comes daughter 
shot on 16 millimeter film with a predominantly Vietnamese cast. Daughter is a uniquely diverse and genre-bending tale in the vein of Dogtooth meets 10 Cloverfield Lane. Inspired by feminist existential philosopher Simone de Beauvier's The Ethics of Ambiguity, this film is a meditation on the morality and ethics of freedom and creative expression within an oppressed system. Through this surrealist psychodrama, we seek to explore the questions. Can one truly be free if they do not will the freedom of others? And if that freedom must come at a moral cost, who is going to pay? It is an interesting film. The idea might have required a larger budget, as uh, Noah and Cliff mentioned, but it is still not a dissatisfying film. How about you? Do you enjoy existentialism mixed up in your science fiction, your horror, your thrillers, your mysteries? Let us know. Call in, leave a voicemail. The number is 602-635-6976 or shoot me an email, summer at sliceofsci-fi.com. You can also chime in over on Twitter at Slice of Sci-Fi or come on by the website sliceofsci-fi.com and leave your comment in the discussion section for this episode. You can listen to Slice of Sci-Fi on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FM, and iHeartRadio. And if you're listening on Apple or Stitcher or Podchaser, please feel free to leave us a review or a rating. Let folks know you are enjoying the content here, and maybe they should check it out for themselves. I'd like to thank everyone who's currently helping to support Slice of Sci-Fi and all of the podcasts and websites in our little universe here. If you'd like to add your support, the place to go is patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi. Pick a tier, any tier, and you will be eligible for perks. There is plenty to choose from in terms of books, DVDs, Blu-rays and 4Ks, selected materials that every winner can choose from. Every month I pick a winner out of the proverbial hat and that person gets to choose what bucket (laughs) their prize can come from. So if you'd like to add your support, again, the place to go is patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi. You can... Also, donate over at PayPal, paypal.me slash sci-fi summer. And if you want to shop for some curated items, the place to go is sliceofsci-fi.net. Everything over there is an affiliate link, and we get a few pennies kicked back our way. 
if you shop for some of the cool books and TV shows and movies we have listed over there. And yeah, physical media still rules. <laughs> uh, but that will do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi next week. Take care. Mm-hmm.